0: You are Locked On Pokes, your daily podcast on the Oklahoma State Cowboys. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
1: All right, let's get to it. I am Josh Neighbors of the Locked On Bay 12 podcast. To my right, it is Stephen Simcox of. The Locked On Horn Frogs podcast. Below him is John Williams of the Locked On Sooners podcast. And to his left, below me, it is Linda uh, Godfrey. Gu- guys, I always get the names. It, the names. I, I should. I should write it down. I should write yeah, it down. Probably. I almost. I almost miss somebody's names every single time. Linda Godfrey, Locked On Pokes podcast. Um, I am in Big Twelve country, guys. I am in my girlfriend's basement in Kansas City, so it it is nice to be in Central Time Zone. I'll tell you guys that. Welcome. I've, I've, it's Well, I you know. went to school here, went to University of Missouri, obviously, four years. God's time zone is great. The games <laughs> come on just a little bit earlier. They finish just a little bit earlier, which is really nice. Um, so much going on in our conference. Let's start with the coaching stuff. So, John, I get to go to you first. You had a gangbusters episode on YouTube about about Jeff Levy that did really, really well. So, congrats on that. I, I know you just yeah, started crazy. the channel. Done a great job with that. Um the angle I want to take on it is this, is that he is somebody that could have a head coaching job right now, and he, his career is very similar to that of Kendall Bryles, the son of Art Bryles, the similarity there being that they were both at Baylor. I think from a coaching perspective, it is a, it's a great hire. From a football perspective, it's a great hire. Awesome offense. Uh, Matt Corral swears by Jeff Levy, and Matt Corral is going to be a first-round pick, one of the first two quarterbacks taken most likely. That is really important. That's a great notch and a half for quarterbacks to come. Uh, I also think because of his past, Oklahoma actually might luck out and actually might get to keep him for a while because, you know, after what happened to Baylor, look, I think there are some people that are fine taking a guy like that as a head coach, but, you know, Kendall Bryle still doesn't have a job yet and he's pretty well revered. And Jeff Lebby's a guy who's got a career, you know, could have gotten a job and has not gotten a head coaching job yet. So... I want to start there from from that perspective like I don't look it's, it's kind of the business but there there is some there is some concern some some character concerns I guess when it comes to Jeff Levy. but the football side of it's great
2: any discussion about him is going to have to start with what happened at Baylor um and I mean obviously I don't really understand all the ins and outs of what happened there um but it's bad I mean what happened there under Art Briles and, and the administration, the president on down is terrible. And there's no getting, you can't skirt around that. You can't, you know, justify it. You can't overlook it just because of somebody's talent level. Um, I, I really don't know how to adequately like talk about that all, except that it's terrible. Right. And it's something that he's going to have to address that Joe Castiglione is going to have to address. President Joseph Harris is going to have to address when they officially announce him. I think a lot of the delay in announcing him is just to let everybody's kind of emotions go through it and then be able to, that way they can address kind of the public aspect of it um, as a group, have their kind of response put together, but it's going to be something that follows him, you know, and, and as it should, you know, right. if, if the allegations about him are accurate in that he was aware of some circumstances that were going on and, and, even though he passed him up the chain of command, if he didn't report them to exactly. authorities, that's still, that still falls on him. And that's something he's got to live with. You know, there've been a couple of different schools that have, you know, given him opportunities at this point in time, like Southeastern. And then obviously, mm-hmm. you know, the Josh Heifel connection, it, it, you know, he, they, they knew each other from their Oklahoma days. So that's right. not a surprise, but a guy like Danny white, who was the AD at UCF, you know, going kind of going to bat for him. I think that carries a little bit of weight. And then, um, you know, and then just, the opportunity that he's getting now, you know, I, you know, so I, I, I'm a believer in forgiveness. Right. At the same time, like you're never going to get rid of your past. Like this is going to be something that kind of follows him. And, you know, it's something that hopefully every institution learns from moving forward. Like the, what happened at Baylor can't happen again. It can't happen anywhere else. And part of why Kendall Bryles and art Bryles haven't gotten jobs yet is because nobody wants to attach themselves to the name that oversaw this this terrible situation that happened to numerous women that should have never happened. It should have never happened. And it, it doesn't matter if you're a woman, a man, have daughters, don't. Nobody should be comfortable with the idea of something like this going down. And Again, like I said, I, I believe in forgiveness. It's part I of sports. It's the problem, yeah, right? It it's, is. It's, it's, it's part of
1: our. It's like, I mean, you see it at every level. Kiffin, well, Kevin track record, I mean, Kevin has hired DJ Durkin, who had a kid die under his watch at Maryland. I yeah. mean, I mean, that's, you know, that that he's a decent coach. Like we saw it this year with that all missed defense, but that is, I mean, that's unexcusable. And then he had no problem hiring Kendall Bryles at FAU. And it was, it's, that's where he looked. Um, and then, Steven, I want to ask you about this because, you know, you're very familiar with, with Baylor. Levy was one of those guys who was implicated because a student, former student, uh, Dolores Lozano, said that she had gone and she would notified um, Levy that a, you know, that a, one of the running backs had assaulted her multiple occasions. And Levy is in a w- weird spot because he was our Bryles. Uh, he's I think he's still Son son-in-law still. Right. And yeah. they're still together. And, you know, like what do you, it's tough, right, when you bring it up to the coach, and what does the coach say? Now, he's been an unabashed supporter of our Bryles. So there's, there's an element of you know, complicitness there. How do you feel about the situation? Because I think we all do actually agree, like the football side of this, John and I talked about it. There was some concern. Hey, what do you do offensively to make sure you can still get high-level recruits? Well, Levy's the guy is still going to get high-level offensive players to come there. So let's put that part of it aside, you know, as we discuss this. But what were your thoughts, Stephen, you know, just kind of as he makes his way up through the coaching ranks?
3: Yeah, so I'll talk about Lebby, and I'll also sort of spin this to the school I cover because they also made a hire that um, is related to a coach that was on that Baylor staff. But mm. as far as Jeff Lebby goes, I think the the unabashed supporter of Art Bryles is an important distinction because, um, you know, Jeff was one of the guys – There was a game in 2015, that was the year after Art was dismissed, and Jeff Grobe was the head coach, and all the assistants were still basically there. Um, And, like, I'll just be real with you, that that coaching staff quit on those kids. Like, they lost to Texas. There was an article in the Wall Street Journal that was pretty uh, damning about their involvement in, you know, the scandal and what they knew. And they flat out quit on that football team, and they went from six and zero to six and six, and they won a bowl game. And like that's not the most important thing. The football aspect is not the most important thing of it. But before they played uh, TCU that year at McLean Stadium, there were people outside selling T-shirts that said CAB on them, which mm-hmm. stood for Coach Art Briles. Um, and allegedly Jeff Lebby had some financial stake in that, and he was out. You know, he was part of selling that. So, you know, to me, that's not somebody who was contrite and aware of, you know, the responsibility that that coaching staff had and what happened. And I think the problem here is, and I don't know what Joe Castiglione is going to say about this, but I imagine it's going to be something in the effect of, well, we vetted him, you know, we talked with him individually. We feel at peace about this. But I, I think the issue is like, these are public allegations, which means I think this vetting process has to go through, Uh, you know, a public sphere of some sort. Like we need to hear from Jeff Levy. Like, what did you learn from that experience? What did you do? Do you feel like you had any responsibility? Do you feel like that coaching staff had any responsibility? Because like, in my mind, forgiveness has to come from a place of the other person apologizing, right? Like they have to say, right. we did This is not Michael Vick going to
1: prison and like serving his debt to society. That's not what this is. Yes.
3: I mean, like those guys have, you're, you're totally right. Like there are people on that staff that probably would be head coaches right now, if not for what happened, but they are still very highly paid assistants that have kind of bounced around the coaching ranks. Now, you know, turning to TCU for a second, um, they recently brought over Kaz Kazati, who was a strength and conditioning coach at SMU. And he was also on that staff at Baylor. Um, And he was approached by the mom of a student Mm -hmm. who reported that some um, Baylor players had uh, assaulted her daughter. And he apparently, the way he handled that was to talk to those young men. And then after talking to those young men himself decided, well, I don't think that's actually what happened. And then there was, you know, different stories about how much he told to Art Bryles, you know, if he sent this up the chain of command, um, there were a ton of issues there obviously, but like these people are at fault and they're still getting opportunities. Um, and, like, let's be honest about it. I mean, a lot of schools in the Big 12 have sort of taken a, a righteous high ground against Baylor, and I think deservedly so. Like, what happened there was awful. But it's hard to stand here and be like, oh, that was terrible, and that was all Baylor's fault, and that was a specific Baylor issue if you're still hiring these people. And if when you're asked about hiring right. then your only response is, well, we talked to these folks – and we think they're okay. Like, in my right. mind, that's just not enough. We need to know more than that. They need to come out and, you know, answer some questions. And and they're not going to, and I get that's how it works. And that's one of the th- reasons that these coaches like college athletics is because you can insulate <laughs> yourself from the media yes. as much as yes. you want, especially if you're an assistant coach. Um, but, yeah, Jeff Levy is a great offensive mind. I think he's going to do a fantastic job at Oklahoma from a football perspective. And, like, I, I can't even – unequivocally say that he should never coach again because I honestly don't know totally and completely how much this was his fault. But I do know from a little he said publicly and privately since it happened, it doesn't seem like he thinks he was part of the problem. And it doesn't seem right. like he thinks his father-in-law was part of the problem. And In that, our Bryles, that, and our brows never thought
1: problem. he saw, like thought he was part of the problem either. Right. That's no, um, I mean, he's still, he's, yeah, he's
3: still got a lawsuit against Baylor that, is basically saying this was a university-wide problem, and I was just yeah. caught up in the middle of it.
1: Right, you know? uh, Linda. I want to ask you because you so you followed. There, there's been two car washes, right? There is the Mixhaven Car Wash, and for some reason now we're getting the Lane Kiffin Car Wash, which um, I don't understand this one because you know you tracked NFL in college, and Lane Kiffin's career has been spotty in both. Um, but it seems like it's just like people think that if they give it enough time. It'll end up being it'll, – it'll be fine. And I'm not sure they're going to have to answer all the questions about Levy now, but I think the fact that he's going to a school like Oklahoma and we know the level of uh, – we know the level of success Levy's had. We know the level of success Oklahoma's had. You push those two things together and it's rightful to think that, hey, if he's good enough and he's at a really pretty young age, he's probably going to get a head coaching job. And that's where the rubber is going to meet the road. And it's coming soon. Um. You know, is that is that where you see the situation going, that, that this is kind of where we're heading? Like, not all the questions are going to be answered soon, but we're about to get Jeff Webby at a grade school where it's going to propel him to the next level. Um, and is it just like, are we allowing time to heal all wounds, even though it shouldn't? What's your reading in the situation?
0: Yeah, I think we definitely rely on just like laying low and staying quiet and hoping that things go away a lot. Like... Second chances, that's a thing that's you've just seen under every every critical post about Jeff Levy. you are like, oh, you don't believe in second chances. Well, first of all, not a second chance. This is like the third school he's been at since Baylor. So miss me with that. He got a second chance immediately. And also, right. no, I don't think he deserves it yet. He hasn't come out and said, hey, I did a bad thing. Our brows doesn't think he did a bad thing. And that's the issue. They're going to come out and apologize and go like, sorry, you felt that I did something wrong, which is not an apology. If they can't admit wrongdoing, then I don't give a damn if they get a second chance or forgiveness, in my opinion, in my <laughs> humble opinion, as you can tell. But for sure, I've seen NFL and college coaches turn a blind eye, schools turn a blind eye to all kinds of insane things that you think. But I mean, Tyree Kill plays football, right? yeah Joe played football. I, there's yeah. all kinds of all kinds of players that have continued to play that you're like oh he'll never play again and then they're back out there on right. sunday um when you look at like track records of players players that end up getting arrested in the nfl for some assault battery whatever it is if you look at their college career there is almost i would say 70 percent of the time they got in trouble in some form or fashion whether they got arrested for it or not there's some kind of indication that something was going to go wrong, but they're good at catching the football or they run really fast or they can <laughs> pancake a guy. So we just, we're trying to win. So we just, we'll just push that aside and never ever hold anybody accountable. And I get it. I get that this is a sport that I chose to like love with my entire being. So it sucks when it breaks my heart like it does, but that's just, I mean, it's just part of it.
1: Yeah. And, uh, John, I want to go to like one more time on this thing, but, like we know how thorough Joe Castiglione is, and also uh, Oklahoma's compliance department was a very notable reason and a point of friction for Lincoln Riley. So this is not a school that that lacks a history of compliance. I know the Joe I know the Joe Mixon Joe Mixon scenario withstanding, and I'm sure there's obviously some others elsewhere, and there always is a lot of these places. But like they Oklahoma does have a you know with the athletic director they have and the. Um, the compliance department, obviously like this, this is why it kind of feels like a weird marriage, right? So it feels like Oklahoma might be giving a little bit of ground in that regard and saying, all right, we have to, you know, Lincoln's gone. We got to kind of shape up and go for the, kind of go for the kill because we're about to go to the sec. And I I don't blame them in that respect.
2: Well, some of it is the guy has a history with Oklahoma. Like he's right.
1: Yes, exactly.
2: He knows Venables, you know, he's, he knows Bob Stoops. Like I think, some of it comes back to that. Like if he didn't have a history there and he was kind of an outsider, I think maybe they'd be a little bit more, more reluctant. But it, you know from the beginning, as soon as Brent Venable's name came up and the head coach in the head coaching search, Jeff Levy was attached to it mm-hmm. you know from day one. And so this is something that has been brewing for a week and a half now. Um, and yeah, it, it, I think if there's a, a athletic department that could take the PR hit, to make something like this happen, it's Joe Castiglione's athletic department, because for the most part, it's it's been run pretty clean. I mean, as far as we know, right? There's you never right. know, like until and that's, you, and that's so everywhere too. I'm yes, does. yes, um, but yeah, it, it runs pretty clean, and I mean, Bob Stoops is a guy that is not unwilling to give people opportunities despite past, you know, transgressions. And I mean, I and I get like Jeff Levy's stance on Art Bryles. Like, if it was my father in law, you know, like,
1: uh, yeah, there's a good chance I'd what, probably are you to to right? do what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do there? But like, yeah, you know, it's, it's the family. It's, it's down.
2: yes, yes, but but, but yeah, I mean, I, I think you know, it's, which it doesn't
1: make it okay, but like, it's right. a really difficult spot. But we can't be selling t shirts, no, for sure. For That's the I'd run. be like, we yeah, let's yeah. just,
2: yeah, sorry, no, just <laughs> yeah, let's
1: so just get quiet. Um, yeah. so I hope, I hope
2: that you know, the beat writers, you know, around Oklahoma football and I. I to, technically I could actually probably go ask the question myself if I could show right. it to a press conference three hours away. Um, <laughs> you know, like hopefully they'll ask the questions and they'll get an opportunity to speak with them because I, he, I think he's due to ask some hard questions or answer some hard questions. And I mean, I don't know if they will. And i um, but I imagine that there's going to be at least one or two guys that really ask him the difficult questions. Cause it's what the fans deserve. It's what the university deserves community deserves and it really it's what anybody who follows college football deserves is to see like see this guy kind of sweat uh under the pressure of of, you know the public scrutiny um but just from like like you all said from an x's and o's standpoint yeah it's a home
3: run it's good
2: it's a home run it'll work i mean hopefully it means caleb williams stays but it still just feels it feels weird you know yeah but but again i really you know i like i root for the Dallas Cowboys and the Dallas right. Cowboys have had notorious yes they know second
1: chance you is what i think what they yeah issues. and you're so i be. mean
2: it, it it's ugly it's the the ugly part of professional right. sports and college athletics at this point
1: and it is what it is yeah i think i think the big question for me is like that guy goes in somebody's home and like why should parents believe him yeah. right yeah. why should a parent believe you're going to look out for the kid that that's that's that, that's kind of my that that's the question. That's that's where that's where my question would come
0: from if I was in,
1: if I was in the room. But that's just me. uh All right. There
0: are some insane okay. parents. I don't mean to interrupt, but there are no. some wild parents that are like, "Well, I don't care if, if you're happens, parent of Matt Corral, why money?
1: If you're a parent of, yeah. a, of a kid who's like a Matt Corral, why would you say no? This kid's going to make you know this guy can make your son yeah. millions of dollars. And Matt's, yeah. I mean, yeah. it's like Matt Corral needed Jeff Levy, but like obviously you know he he you know was a They're dark horse some... Heisman finalist and had a great season, and that a lot of it is because of Jeff Levy. Yeah. So. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, all right. No, no, you're good. No. Uh, quick word here from our sponsor, Prize Picks. If you guys want over unders, and I made this joke earlier in the week, if you wanted to bet the over on Spencer Sanders interceptions on Saturday, uh, you would have hit the over. Sorry, Linda. It's just a reality of the situation. It's still as such somebody, a good joke. As somebody who bet on Oklahoma State, I'm still very upset with the outcome. So yes. Both can be true. Uh, yeah, yeah. So go check out Prize Picks. Uh, right now, the app is available in most states. Use the promo code Locked On L O C K E D O N Locked On. You'll receive a 100 percent deposit match up to 100 bucks today. So go check them out. Prize Picks. Download that app today. All right. So uh, Linda, uh, this is sadness, sadness, sadness.
0: Yeah. How, just yeah. Oh, just a beat up on Linda segment. That's what we're doing. No. Just okay. Been,
1: but so so here's a so here's
2: we're a we just spend 20 minutes beating up on yeah. <laughs> John John so. the last All right. So here is
1: so. This felt like it was coming with Jim Knowles like leaving. Now Ohio I State is tough, but it felt like from what we were hearing, it was you know, and Gundy had the blank checks pretty tough comment last week. And you've been on this; you've been saying give Jim Knowles whatever he wants. I'm with you. I, I believe you are correct in that statement. Um, but when a job like Ohio State comes and asks you, and you get to thinking about boy, what could his what could his defense look look like when you get Ohio State's athletes involved? oh boy i mean it could be absolutely just out of this world good but i i how are you feeling uh and what is what's the next step what are they looking for on defense because they still have a lot of really good defensive personnel left
0: i was not okay uh early when the news hit i was like don't talk to me like i'm gonna need several days to recover but i actually bounced back pretty quick like I understand the appeal of Ohio State. There is, in terms of college football coaching jobs, Ohio State's pretty high on that list. So right. I understand that appeal they're giving him. I think they offered a little bit more money than we did. So it was really, I mean, how do you turn that down? So I can't fault him for that. I'm sad we're losing him, but it's on to the next one. You know, he's going to finish out the season at the bowl game, but. There's been some talk about Gary Patterson. Some fans are pushing for some Gary Patterson. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. Gundy and Gary Patterson in the same coaching
1: staff. Oh,
0: he's going to put a song out. Gundy's going to be featured on it. And I can't.
2: (laughs) Gundy will just. Yeah, he'll he'll sing (laughs) backup.
0: Yeah, I can't. So I'm not entirely down for that. No offense to Gary Patterson. I hope he doesn't block me on Twitter. He's a little old for the kind of hire that I want to make. And also I think he's going to want more money than I'm willing to give to, uh, than I think we would want to give. I want to stay inside of uh, the coaching tree that we've already got at uh, at Oklahoma state. I like Joe Bob Clements a lot. The defensive line coach, he's been there since 2013. So he knows this defense really well. And uh, they seem to really like him in the locker room. I mean, he's always in the middle of uh, huddles and stuff. So, I, I like Joe Bob Clements. I'll be you know keeping an eye on it, but Gary Patterson is going to be a that would be I, for for entertainment purposes for like TV oh. ratings. That's for me. To be.
1: I mean that's that's great. I mean it might not be always fun for you, but like for you know somebody just <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Talking, I mean, I'm not going to
0: like it at all.
3: <laughs> endless
1: shows, endless shows. I think what's what's interesting is Oklahoma State's defense has been maligned for a long time, and it wasn't like. Jim Knowles came in and the personnel changed a bunch. It did in some respects, but like what they do, like just the way they get after you, they use a lot of creativity, right? They they use they just they send the kitchen sink at you and they confuse you, right? I mean, we saw Caleb Williams in that second half against Oklahoma State, and the fact that they were able to flip a switch and Blake Shape, another great example, right? Two completely different halves. The fact they're able to confuse quarterbacks like that. So with pretty much a lot of ease, just due to 15 minutes of, of, of halftime, they were able to flip a switch. And that just, that just shows you how, how well coached they were. And those players too, super receptive. And I think the fact they use guys like, you know, Malcolm Rodriguez and Colin, Colin Oliver's not big. He's really good, but he's not big. Right. So Maybe he's good though. He's it's exactly right. <laughs> and, and that's part of that's coaching. Part of that's his ability. But I think you're right. I think, After seeing how well they were, how successful they were under the the former regime, you kind of want to keep some of that with
0: there, right? You you don't want to switch up any defensive philosophy. Do you agree? Right. Absolutely. And I want to do it quickly because, um, you know, we started working on building that defense because we had Jim Knowles and we knew what we had in there. We got a lot of vets coming back, but I want to make sure that we can keep it as intact as possible.
1: Uh, all right, one more quick word from a sponsor and then we'll get on to the TCU corner, which is everybody's favorite part of the show here. Uh, today's show is brought to you by betonline.ag. Betonline is the best place for all of your sports action needs, whether it is parlays, uh, prop bets, all those kinds of things you can find on UFC, Formula One, basketball, baseball, football, Basketball on both college and pro. They've got it at betonline.ag. Use that promo code locked on. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N locked on. You'll receive a 50% deposit bonus today. That is locked on at betonline.ag. Betonline is where the game starts. Today's show is also brought to you by Built Bar. Go to built, built.com today. That is built.com. Check out all the uh built bars, the built go, the built boost use the promo code LOCK15. L 15 locked L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, 15 you'll receive a 15% discount today. Also, it's holiday season, so don't reach for a pie. Reach for a Built Bar. You can still enjoy it. It's delicious. It's like a dessert. But you can still go for a run or get a workout in afterwards. So go to built.com, promo code lock 15 Check that out today. All right, TCU Corner. Um, uh, we did get to hear from you, Stephen, about the uh, helicopter landing, I don't think. So tell us about the spinny Helicopter. Here's a new coach, which really is not that surprising because we knew it was going to be Sonny Dykes the entire time. So kind of a letdown. And also you got a new defensive coordinator uh, as well in John Gillespie. So uh, talk about what's happening uh, in Fort Worth right now.
3: Yeah, so the helicopter thing is interesting. And I, the reason it was fascinating to me is that was like once a year, Gary would take that out. That was sort of their flex that they would do. Once a season, he would ride the helicopter to a high school game, and you know, he'd hop out, and he'd do a recruiting visit, and then he'd get out and go. So I guess that's TCU's property. Like I always sort of thought that was maybe Coach Patterson's whirly bird that he had, but I guess in the divorce, TCU got to keep the frog copter, which is really cool. So we had Sonny Dykes, who was not the swaggiest person alive, but I feel like everybody likes kind of cool getting out of a helicopter. So, you know, it was sort of like a cool moment, and there were there were some fans in the stands. I think it could have been a little more well attended. It wasn't like that, you know, cult that surrounded Brett Venables when he touched down in Oklahoma. Like that was like if North Korea got a new head coach. I mean, it was just everybody was out there cheering, <laughs> chanting. I liked it, John. John, I loved it. I thought it was great. I, it was it, I, was. it was like if North Korea got a new head coach. It's true. But TCU's
2: yeah.
1: TCU's was still better than USC's. <laughs> That's true. That was okay. So we have a quick discussion about this. So. What happened? Like, I've watched the video. Can somebody tell me what I was watching?
2: I don't know, but the best mashup was the guy that put it together with the What's Up With That skit from SNL. Yeah, It was, <laughs> amazing. Yeah, it, was it was so awkward to watch. I,
1: I will I- say I- – Oklahoma Twitter taking a victory. So he, it's okay. So things I didn't like: the Oklahoma senator, state senator, being like, the last three inches of highway need to be embarrassing. That was that's embarrassing. Now Oklahoma Twitter reveling like this is hilarious because you know Lincoln Riley hated that shit. I mean yeah, that yeah. is that is his least favorite thing in the world was being on that stage and being like this is awful. Like somebody. Yeah like somebody you know just pulled me off stage they had like now. you know 10 members of the marching band and, and three cheerleaders and three cheerleaders and, in the front and, and they were there were sunglasses too on the marching band members yeah and somebody pointed it
2: out it looked like they were like in the in the student union or something like that you could tell on the back <laughs> there's like these like high You you hear the mics
1: like, in the background too which yeah, was the best part you could hear them talking on microphones
2: man, it was it was aw- it, it it definitely like the monday show that the OU athletic department put on for Brent Vedables was absolutely incredible. And right. And their response was it missed the mark a little bit.
1: Yeah. 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 No. I, I think the the part and you know Oklahoma's always gonna do it right with that kind of stuff. The part that was funny was like what Steven said was like the airport watch. Yeah. Like once it was out it's like plane to Greenville. <laughs> it's right. about to leave. And it's like and and I mean it goes to what we talked about with Eddie Rudosovich with the whole like, yeah. you know, the bus stop bit, which yeah. was you know hilarious and and everything on that's been really fun. I will I will say this: that kind of stuff is really refreshing in this time because like there is so much um I like I think the dollar figures are kind of the emblematic part of like how intense everything is. It's like Brian Kelly, a hundred million dollars. Mel Tucker, 95 million dollars. It's like can we just all come like Mel Tucker won like how many games this year? Like, I think Mel Tucker's the coach, but, like, we all just like yeah. we all just chill, just just take a break here, and you know we don't, we don't have to hand everybody a ton of money. We also don't need to be tracking flight. Like, can everybody just calm down, just a touch? I understand it's a sport, but I think we all need to. This this is the time when I mean message board geniuses. I'm sure you all follow it. This that that account was made for this time yeah, in, in yeah. college ball. It's well, so think, good,
3: but I think Josh, like both Oklahoma and CCU, it's been so long since they had a coaching search. Like this like, is kind of like an older divorcee getting out on Tinder. I mean, it's, it's, (laughs) it's, it's it's a casual thing, but they really don't know how to handle it. Like you're just trying to, you, know, you remind me of my, so, so, my, so
1: my so my aunts this is reminding me it's like my aunt had oh her no first, she had her i love aunt irene shout out so she had her <laughs> third wedding and she had like 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 acdc she's coming down the aisle to it and you're like i guess you gotta do it right third yeah. wedding it's like what the hell man like let's just let's just get after it, right my really last cute. time you're gonna do it your she's entire life you know yeah no and, and she's That's great best. and she's she's you know hilarious but you know Highway to hell doesn't need to be playing while you're walking down the aisle. That's the same way I felt when I was when yes, I was watching can. when I was watching Oklahoma and it was that awful like Oklahoma it was I think it's black and yellow, but it's like boomer center. I'm like, please, we <laughs> just not like please not do this. Um like, so well, and then I mean, I don't think we t- obviously everybody's talked about this to death. I, did we talk about Brian Kelly last week? I don't know if we did No, we didn't we didn't yeah, we didn't.
0: Like, we didn't talk about the accent, no.
1: So this is so it happened to Mac Brown. Um, you know his accent changed a little bit depending on where where he was but like when he dropped the family I was like (laughs) I was like this like I just this is the dumbest sport in the world is it not (laughs) how dumb we're tracking flights we got people changing accents we got boomer sooner boomer sooner we got the band the USC like what in the world are we doing what it's just I, I mean, I it's, had a
2: blast on Sunday
1: all day. Yeah, I mean, all the, the Twitter the last first, week's been a blast.
2: From the very first, Bruce Feldman, you know, Oklahoma leadership is on their way to the South Carolina right. report. I was like, "Let's go! This is going
1: to be a right. great day." Right, and then you have the, you know, the, I mean, Mario Cristobal, also, which is we should mention this too. You know, the crazy part of all this coaching season is that we started off the year with two things being on the coaching side of things. Number one. Matt Campbell was probably gone. Number two, Matt Wells probably had to win seven games. And look what we ended up with. <laughs> we <laughs> lost, we lost GP. We lost Matt Wells halfway through the season. We lost Lincoln Riley. We lost Jim Knowles. We got, we, we acquired a Sonny Dykes. We got a Brent Venables in there. Uh, I mean, we, you know, just kind of all this crazy, you know, the job that Notre Dame, that, that we think that a guy like Matt Campbell would want opened up and Luke Fickle, none of them left. Uh, Kalani Satake is rumored for every job West of the Rockies, right? And I mean, and and also, you know, people are like, well, who's Oregon going to hire? Matt Campbell's out there. You know, it's just Chuck Matt. Lane Kiffin's putting his name in for every single job. Like, we're not done yet. You know, we're not. And also, we're not accounting for NFL jobs yet. We haven't accounted. And and Matt Campbell did get get at least one NFL offer last year. So, and also Ryan Day is out there. I I don't think there's, I, I don't think it's a done deal that Ryan Day stays in college. So like, this is – there's no way that anything ever gets crazier than this coaching
3: cycle. People kind of say this stuff all the time. Do we all agree this is as crazy as it gets? Yeah, probably so. I mean, there were just so many high-profile jobs. Like LSU comes open and then that leads to Notre Dame coming open. And, you know, I feel – I won't take credit for the state because I, I think it was actually Bamani Jones who put this out there. But it's actually pretty rare for – A power five coach to leave for another power five school. Like, you know, it it doesn't happen as much, as much as we throw these rumors out here. In most cases, it's usually an assistant. It's somebody from a smaller conference that makes the jump, but we saw Lincoln Riley go to USC. We saw uh, Mario Cristobal go to Miami. Um, We saw, or we saw Brian Kelly go to LSU for Notre Dame. And now we'll see what Oregon does. Maybe it's Chip Kelly. Maybe it's, you know, one of the big 12 coaches. But there's just been so much movement. I, I think it's fair. But the other part of that is, Josh, like, do schools get even more impatient? Because, like, we're seeing part of this movement is, like, coaches are antsy. Administrators are antsy. There's shorter fuses. No, but but I think that's is, the only thing post-COVID. that COVID, I think it's post-COVID because
1: – and this is a lot of stuff. I'll, I'll give you guys a, w- a weird example of this. So I was just back at my own school at Mizzou yesterday talking to the person who coordinates student media. And she tells me, "Hey, we've had, we've had a record number of people sign up this year. You know why? People just wanted to get out and do anything, do something. And so I feel like after COVID year, these schools are like, let's just let's do something. We got we got to do something, right? We got mm-hmm. we, we got to, we got to and Look, like was it right in some situations? Yeah, I think Texas Tech got it right. Yeah, I think TCU got it right. Um, you know, Brian Kelly's like, yeah, we, got, we got to make a change. We got to make a change. And he might be right to do it. You know what I mean? But I just think I feel like COVID probably accelerated a lot of those things." Um, I'm not sure. Do you guys agree with that statement or not? I mean, I, I think there's people in general, like we got to do something. And especially like, the schools, you know, they've got all this money. Like we, we can do it. We can pay Mel Tucker $90 million. We, we, we you know, should we like, you know, should we do this?
0: I don't I, think there was any, should we, I think we made decisions and we just acted on them. That's how right. I've been after. I'm just like, well, i just do it. What, like what's going to happen. Right. And so right. I respect it. We're, we turned into a bunch of yes men. It's great. Yeah. And
1: I mean, also the argument of, uh, you know, we spend every dollar we make. There's no money for the kids. Yeah. My ass, my ass. That's well, that one's out the window. Sorry. All right. Everybody plug your, uh, your content, all of its variety. Where to find you, Steven, you are up first leading us off.
3: I'm at some Steven on Twitter, the show that locked on TCU and locked on horn frogs is a podcast. Anywhere you get your podcast, tune in and hear more of my, uh, Dumb takes like uh, like you did today.
1: Jamie Dixon should be fired. All right, John, you're up. Yeah, you can follow
2: me on Twitter at John9Williams. Uh, you can send all of your uh, takes about me and Quinn Ewers to, uh, at SimcoxSteven. Um, but yeah, uh, Locked On uh, Sooners on Twitter, Locked On Sooners podcast on Facebook, and you can find it free and available on any podcast platform and on YouTube as well. And seriously, yeah, sorry, Quinn. My bad. All right, Linda, where can people find you and
1: your work?
0: You can find me on Twitter at Lindellians. The show is at Locked underscore on underscore pokes on Twitter and Locked on Pokes on Facebook podcast apps that I'm not on YouTube yet because it scares me.
1: Uh, all right, you can find me on Twitter at Josh Neighbors underscore. You can find the show at LO Big 12. You can find Locked on Big 12 podcast wherever you guys get your podcast, And on YouTube, I will see you all next week.